0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Are you tired of being sheep? Well,
0: so is he. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We
2: Are Not Cattle Radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you have found it. Liberty lovers, welcome. Truth seekers, welcome. And also, welcome to Dr. Rebecca Carley. Thanks for coming on board with us.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
2: Well, Dr. Carley, for those that don't know, obviously I had a chance to talk to you a little bit on the a- Versus the Man podcast, but for those that don't know who you are or what you stand for, give us a brief rundown, and then we'll dive into um, how you became such an advocate for uh, vaccine truth and, and what you're doing in the fight today.
1: Well, basically, my journey started um, when I entered medical school in the early 80s. I wanted to help people. I ended up applying for a surgery residency, and so I studied to become a surgeon. Um, I worked in the busiest trauma center in the United States, Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn. It's a hospital that takes up an entire city block. And um, I was also an emergency room attending. And I started seeing research fraud, euthanasia, and experimentation on poor people. This is what caused me to actually leave the hospital in the early to mid 90s. And I took time off to start a family. And that's when I, you know, had my son and got him his vaccines because I had no clue about vaccines. I believed all the propaganda I was taught in medical school, and he had become brain damaged. Mm -hmm. That's how I learned how to uh, reverse the damage with natural therapies. And once I realized from all my research, which is going on 16 years now, that this is no accident. Vaccines are bioweapons. They cause all diseases in internal medicine, including death. Almost all shaken baby is Mm -hmm. from vaccines. So the parents get charged with murder after the doctors have murdered their child Uh, etc etc and uh, that's when I decided you know I have to cause the death of medicine that's my goal anyways,
0: Mm -hmm. big
1: goal and it hasn't made me a lot of friends amongst the white coats but you know the good news is that there's natural solutions for everything and these natural solutions are being covered up by big pharma which totally controls medical education Um, I never even heard the word homeopathy when I was in medical school. Mm -hmm. And it was my own personal experience um, having uh, endometriosis reversed as well as a fracture that wouldn't heal in my foot. They wanted to do surgery. Mm
0: -hmm. They wanted
1: to put pins and plates. I took these homeopathic remedies. It healed the foot. So after an experience like that that cost me about 12 bucks, I said to myself, hmm, I see why I never learned about homeopathy in medical school. So it's been a long process of, you know, pulling back, you know, the curtain to see what the wizard is up to back there. But it's not pretty. And um, so that's my goal: is to teach people that their bodies have the capability of healing themselves if put in good, i.e., food, drink mm-hmm. good water. Try to breathe good air. Of course, that's a little hard with all the chemtrails. Sure. And uh, especially, stay away from the doctors. Don't get vaccines. Don't get their drugs.
2: And uh, you will be fine. It 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 really is amazing that they're coming out with all these um with all these new regulations. I don't know if you've seen some of these FDA things that are coming out just recently. Even today, they're talking about Pepsi is now going to. They're going to release um their product, and they're going to have a secret ingredient in there. So you're not gonna to get to see, you know, so now we've gotten to the point where where people are starting to wake up and people are starting to get informed, not only with, you know, vaccine truth, but also with what you were just talking about, what people are putting into their body, making sure they're putting good foods, vegetables, non GMO products, those types of things. And so we then get the counterbalance by the big corporations saying that we're just going to leave it as, you know, natural flavors or whatever they deem to call it. So I think that that your idea of what we're trying to do here, of getting everybody to put good stuff in their bodies, avoid taking things that could possibly cause harm to you, I think is the right way to go. Now, if you can elaborate just a little bit more. On your research, so let's get into the research side of it a little bit and and let's talk about what what the overall plan is for those of you that are just tuning in or just hearing Dr. Carly for the first time from your research, what are you finding is the overall big gorilla in the room if you will?
1: Okay, well, the answer to your question actually did not come from research; it came from what I describe as a light bulb moment, whatever you know. Um, just waking up and sitting down on my kitchen table and writing these four diagrams. The first one is the big picture. Mm
0: -hmm. It's
1: the cause of all disease on one sheet of paper. And um, you can find the diagrams on my website, drcarly.com, but it's easiest to go to Mm -hmm. reversingvaccineinduceddiseases.com, click on the vaccine-induced disease tab, You'll see it says, click here for Dr. Carley's Diagrams, and then there's a link below that where you can listen to a lecture I gave explaining the diagrams. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that it's so simple. You know, they always say, keep it simple. Well, it turns out that in terms of disease, that's what it is. It's very simple. Yeah, and
0: Basically...
2: Go ahead yeah. no I was I was um, I was picking up for you because I thought you I thought your mic dropped off but you I think that you're you're going down a good road here and this is what people will really be able to get because it's one of those things that you do most people do have a light bulb moment whether it's about chemtrails whether it's about fluoride in the water whether it's about you know anything that'll be outside of the of the scope that the mainstream media is going to cover they do have that light bulb moment, and then they start asking questions, and when you start asking the questions is when the real broad scope kind of opens up to you, so continue, I'm sorry,
0: yes, because this is
1: so important. It can get um depressing because when you realize the extent to which we're being poisoned because it's almost all intentional, these quote unquote you know public servants
0: mm-hmm. who are
1: actually committing treason in the district are criminals and all the money they take from the lobbyists, and all the poisons they allow into our air and our water and our ground, it is, it's is—it's beyond evil, okay? But, you know, until we can stop it, which is eventually our only choice if we wish to survive, um, the least we can do is try to get ourselves as healthy as possible, and this is where the education comes in. So you can't... Um, remove all the toxins, obviously,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: as you said, it's it's not bad enough that they're allowing us to be exposed to certain things, mm-hmm. they're actually allowing it not to be mentioned on labels, they're doing everything they can to keep us in the dark, even when we know something's bad, right. they'll allow, like aspartame is a perfect example, I oh. think there's like 80, 80 names for aspartame, mm-hmm. so... You know MSG, same type of deal. And so, basically, you you must educate yourself. You know, uh, lazy people they'll go to the white coat. Uh, okay, doctor, I don't I don't want to change what I eat. I don't want to change anything. Just give me a pill. You know, those kinds of people they'll get their pill. They'll get lots of side effects. They'll get another pill, another pill. But that's the choice, okay? The ones who actually want to get health back they have to find out why did they get sick in the first place
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's very simple it, you know and when i do consults for people i take a detailed history i figure out what the major poisons are they've been exposed to and then i teach them how to detoxify themselves and you know repair the damage and i protocol works for all diseases in people and in pets if they're willing to do what they have
0: to do
2: and I I think that you, you hit the nail right on the head. It, it makes it, it the system makes it very easy for us to kind of just go along to get along and do do what we're told to do. You know, obviously everybody's told, and they all see the propaganda on the flu shot. Now, one of my experiences is I went into a a pharmacy right by my house, and I'm sure this is probably going to resonate with you. But um, I went into a pharmacy by my house. I was just picking up my prescriptions. I'm, I'm an in, I'm an asthmatic, so I have to get um, an albuterol inhaler, fast acting. I hardly ever use it, but it's just one of those things I have to have. And so, one of the things that, when, as I was checking out, the lead um, the lead store pharmacist or whomever started asking me about my flu shot. And she said, "Well, have you had your flu shot yet? It's flu season." And I said, "No, no, I, I actually don't get them because uh, I don't like uh, thimerosal." And so she attempted to overcome my ejection by saying, oh, well, we have the thimerosal free. And I said, well, I don't like the fact that even the CDC's own website says that if I take the flu shot that I can get a brain hemorrhage from it, I can die from it, you know, and, and that's just because I, I took the time, like you said, you got to take the time out of your day to inform yourself, and then when you inform yourself, you see the propaganda and and you just can't understand why people would ever fall for it. So that kind of leads me into one of my questions. Is that how many people do you think have a similar situation to yours but have never really put a you know i guess put their finger on what happened to their child? They just go with what the i guess what we will just term as the white coat what the white coat tells them. did we lose you okay you're
1: you're you're going in and out but uh, I'm, um, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry i'm sorry. basically heard the question okay um go. well. It depends. The autism community is the most active. They have, you know, the most parents who are trying to get together. Unfortunately, you know, there's so many autism groups that are lying to them and telling them that mercury causes autism. It has nothing to do with autism. Uh, Mercury causes uh, uh, Alzheimer's along with aluminum, the two Mm -hmm. together. Um, But anyways... So the problem is, is that even if they do realize there's a vaccine connection, um, you know, and they start checking around, uh, you know, I, I think I'm on like 400,000 websites at this point uh, last time I checked, <laughs> but um, there's still a good chance. None of the autism groups refer people to me. They're basically, you know, it's like uh, the controlled opposition type thing,
0: Um,
1: but with other diseases like cancer and renal failure and insulin-dependent diabetes and asthma, um, Mm -hmm. all of it's from vaccines. And so, you know, basically it depends on how much time people spend researching.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Many people would just rather take the drug and not be bothered, but... You know, if they really want to get well, then you know they have to do some research, and that takes time.
2: Yeah, and and I think what's really what's really interesting in this in this modern era is with the internet and and with all the information that we can share with one another. You, you can start to see a trend, and even I think that I, I saw this in, in, a, um, in an article not too long ago that people were becoming a little bit more risk-averse to vaccines. And so now Big Pharma's answer is because obviously people have fear of needles and stuff like that. They're going to try to give us these combo shots. What's, what's the deal with these combination shots that they're trying to give um, people right out of the box?
1: Wait, what name did you say about the shots
2: uh, It's just like a it's like a combo vaccine instead of you getting you know multiple boosters or whatever they give you these combination vaccines all together now and that and then that's gonna be their way to kind of circumvent people getting multiple multiple shots. They just want to give us one quick shot and also, could you speak to the fact that that um now they're saying that it's okay for after a kid gets a vaccination that it's that it's normal for them to have a um have a seizure or if they do seizure that it's that it's normal i have I've heard that around I've just never come across that is that something that you've come across in your research recently?
1: yeah um the first child that I ever um taught his parents how to reverse his autism he had um gone to the pediatrician in the morning and by the afternoon. He had a temperature of 105, and he was having grand mal seizures, uh, and he was autistic within a few days. But when he started having the seizures, the parents called up the pediatrician, and the pediatrician said that it's normal after vaccines. So, of course, that that's like what I would call a twilight zone moment, and it's like, that's normal? You, you didn't tell me this was a possible reaction right. that could happen, and of course... You know, then their child stopped talking on all the usual stuff with autism. Um, But basically, they're just covering it up. It's not working too well because too many people are researching it. Mm -hmm. And there's an investigative journalist I work with in the U.K., Christina England, who's found documents that are three decades old showing that they had secret meetings, uh, you know, vaccine groups and such, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about autism being caused by the measles virus um, hmm. and that they changed the name, just like I've been saying for all these years. So the the truth is coming out, but, you know, now their latest move is this Obamacare thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are going to be told they can't keep their insurance unless they get their children vaccinated. Um, the the women will have to get mammograms, which cause breast cancer, etc. Right. So that's another layer of control coming in. And what my plan is, I'm not gonna. I'll pay the tax. I'll pay the fee.
2: Mm-hmm. There
1: is no no way I'm getting insurance because they're not going to tell me to do all those things.
2: Right, and and let's piggybacking on top of that, let's talk about the hoax that most of the of the school systems will run, telling. Telling parents, or, or even you know, getting so much as preaching to parents that that you have to have your kids vaccinated if if they're going to attend school here. Why don't you speak to that hoax and explain to people what they can do to to circumvent it via religious waivers or what have you, and and what what a parent should do if they don't want to vaccinate their child, and somebody approaches them from their school system and says, in order for your child to attend school, you have to have the vaccinations up to date.
1: Okay, the, the reason the schools don't tell parents that they can get exemptions is because the schools only get federal funds if 90% of the children are vaccinated. And that's not even counting the brain-damaged children, um, the children that are brain-damaged from vaccines that are labeled special ed because they get at least 5000 extra head for those children. So they want the children brain-damaged. And, uh, you know, I know that sounds very dark, but it's what other, uh, you know, answer could there be? And so, basically, uh, they don't tell parents that in every state they can get a waiver. Most states only have religious waivers left at this point. Mm
0: -hmm. But what
1: I tell parents is get your... Get your children out of
0: there! It's
1: not just vaccines. You have no idea what's going on in these schools. Right. If you love your children, you should be homeschooling. Period. That's my
0: opinion.
2: Well, I, I think that you're seeing that across the board now, with with parents pulling them, pulling their kids out of the public school system just because of of what you're just talking about. How it is starting to become. I mean. I mean, the over the fact that the federal government runs our school system anyway is is a joke. And then on top of that, they're having you know mandates pushed down from the feds to to show people what they need to teach and how they need to learn and and skill sets and stuff like that. So what really gets what really gets aggravating to to people like yourself and myself is when they start making it something or forcing it on us, like you talked about. And and one of the things that I found is. When I was researching Agenda 21, and I'm about halfway through this, and I know that you're, you've talked about this in the past, is that there, there's, there's so much money being pushed around by large banks and, and, and big pharma to, to basically buy off, like you said, to basically buy off these school systems, and it's and it's they're kind of handcuffed in the fact that well, if you want the federal funding, you know, and and eventually I think that this is where you're going. Is with Obamacare and other things. If it's if it's state mandated, then they're going to say, "Well, now we we all have to take the shots if we want to get health care." Is that what you're is that what you were alluding to? Yeah. It's 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 very it's very very crazy. And to to look at America and say that we're going to have to do anything just because somebody in a, in a coat or somebody of a perceived authority, you know, gets a directive from somebody else is is outlandish to me. But I wanted to um talk a little bit about um about Merck. I'm sure you know all about these guys. But um one of the things that I found about um about Merck in particular were they were requesting and this was about a year and a half ago that little boys start receiving the um the HPV vaccine because the way they spin it is the little boys are the carriers and then the girls contract it and then they get HPV, but there's only I think there's only three strands that they protect against. Can you speak to that a little bit about the, the HPV and obviously there's money involved, but, but is it just acclimation for us to vaccinate everyone?
1: Well, they're vaccinating you with the human papillomavirus. Sure. So it's gonna cause a a massive, you know, epidemic of cervical cancer, infertility. Uh, cervical uh, and genital warts, and not to mention every kind of vaccine reaction under the sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to also mention that I'm sure I haven't found evidence of it yet, um, but I'm sure the HPV virus was made in the laboratory to begin with. I have thousands of pages of documents from the Special Virus Cancer Program Um, I've definitely found evidence in there that breast cancer is from a virus that they made. Um, I haven't had time to go through all the thousands of pages. But common sense just tells me. They're making viruses to cause cancer. All of a sudden, this HPV pops up, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: they're making a vaccine for it. And, uh, you know, the same factories that are making the viruses to begin with are then making the vaccine.
2: So in essence they're they're kind of rigging the game. They're they're basically treating us as the big petri dish and giving us all kinds of diseases and then and then magically coming out with the the cure or the vaccination to prevent us from getting the disease that they manufactured. Is that what I'm understanding from you?
1: No, there's no cure involved. They're actually coming out with a vaccine so that they can spread the disease further.
2: Hmm. It 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 is very dark, isn't it? It's very dark and it's very kind of I guess that reality is dark though, when you look at it, because I mean they did give us the um the S V forty that was in the polio vaccine. Do you want to speak to that a little bit about what S V forty was and and how it was found out later on down the road and, and how I, I couldn't remember if it was an additive or what it was actually that yeah. that it didn't even need to be in the vaccination, but it was in there anyway.
1: Well, all vaccine viruses have to be cultivated on tissue. Okay. Um, More and more vaccines now are being cultivated on dead babies, aborted fetuses.
0: Okay. So
1: that's something people have to know. And when you're getting injected with your virus, you're getting some dead baby along with it. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way to separate the tissue from the virus. Okay. But they can use any tissue. And in the case of this polio vaccine, they use uh, monkeys simian virus and uh they started testing the virus turned out there was um, 39 other viruses that were in this monkey tissue but it was the 40th virus that they isolated and saw that it was causing cancer but when the scientists found this and alerted the authorities um, rather than take it off the market they fired her and I think it remained on the market for like 15 years.
2: I think you're I think you're spot on on that one. I just had a um a chat text in, and, and I guess this is somebody suffering from HPV, and they wanted to know if there is a natural way to get rid of uh, genital warts. Is there a natural remedy for that, or is that or is there is there something that they're going to have to just basically live with?
1: Well, that's what I do is teach people how to reverse their their conditions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you know, and it's not just like the, there's one magic bullet right you have sure. to get your immune system working and such, so you know they can contact me, and um you know what I charge depends on how complicated the situation is Enough. so um you know any any personal situation, situations mm-hmm. I would rather you know talk to that. Uh, or talk about that to people off the air because, you know, I'm here to give information. Sure, sure. I, I can't uh, tell people what to do just from, you know, one question.
2: Yeah, I can understand that. I think it was just a curiosity for them. So whoever but said that. But
1: the answer is yes. Okay. The answer is yes. There are things you can do. Yes.
2: Fantastic. Well, I'll, we'll be sure to. Your contact info and everything after the show, so they can get in touch with you and and find out, you know, exactly how to, you know, go about getting your treatments and and getting their immune system and headed in the right direction.
0: Wait,
1: I have to make it very clear. I have to give my disclaimer. I do not practice medicine. Okay. I do not give medical advice. I do not suggest treatments.
0: Mm-hmm. I have
1: to say that because the medical mafia went after me. I had a delusion of conspiracy uh, 10 years ago and wanted me to take psychiatric drugs. Yeah, I so saw that, I that on
2: the web, and I was going to ask you about that, but it was on, like, some stupid site, and it looked kind of cheap, so I just wanted to glance over it. Do you want to you want to kind of address that to people that might, you know, run into that kind of how I did, you know, just search engineing something and then, like, oh, this link, and let's...
1: Oh, I want people to investigate this. Okay, great. As a matter of fact, if people go... Um, On my reversingvaccineinduceddiseases.com site, go to the media files. The first uh, file you'll see is an interview of myself by the Chiropractic Leadership Alliance. Um, That is a group that extends to seven continents. That's how I really connected with the chiropractors Mm -hmm. about eight years ago. One of the chiropractors uh, that's in charge of the organization, Dr. Kent, Mm -hmm. is also an attorney. And they had been referred to me by somebody else that I know that's a chiropractor. And before they would interview me, Dr. Kent did an investigation of the medical board case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can hear for yourself what he has to say about it. I mean, see, what people have to realize is that anybody that steps out of the box, they're going to go after them. The killer doctors, no problem, keep mm-hmm. killing, there is nothing we're going to do. Right. But if a doctor learns how to heal, that's very dangerous. Now, myself, taking away my medical license was just the beginning. Right. I've had much worse things happen to me than that. Um, but it's not just me. I just had on my radio show today a veterinarian from Connecticut, Dr. John Robb, protectthepets.com. Uh, they're going after his med- uh, veterinary license because he started to warn people. How dangerous it was to give the same dose of vaccines to the small breeds as you know they're they're giving the same dose of vaccine to a chihuahua that they're giving a great husky, wow okay and and so the small breeds they're dying like flies, I mean you know cancer, you name it,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so he started speaking out against that, so they're going after his license, they stole three hundred thousand dollars worth of his veterinary equipment. You know, people can't even believe these stories. Um, I, I, I could go on and on. There's so many doctors like me
0: mm-hmm. who,
1: you know, they try to use the license to control you. I also know of a dentist. They went after his dental license because he was one of people about fluoride and mercury. Oh, yeah. So this is, what, this is what's going on, people. And um, if the people don't stand with the doctors who are risking everything to tell the truth, good luck.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I I didn't mean to cut you off. But that's what I found so astonishing. It's. It it didn't make. and I'm a pretty rational person. It didn't make any sense to me. Somebody like yourself, a surgeon, would throw away all that potential money, a career, everything else, if she really didn't believe that this stuff was true. I mean, I mean, speak to that a little bit. Well, right, but that's common
1: sense. That's common sense, and that's why, you know, everything is backfiring on them because um, I I have clients all over the world at this point. I'm on radio shows every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're the ones with egg on their face, Um, especially when I uh, found out that the New York State Medical Board is actually covering up. For criminal doctors, like there's this one pediatric neurologist, they raped over 100 autistic children, and they covered it up. Ugh. Okay? So as time goes on, there's more and more, let's just say, you know, sludge that I'm uncovering. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it just goes to show, and it should be self-evident, there's no money to be made by healing people. No, oh, exactly. You know, I make a fraction of what I made as a surgeon. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Big Pharma is going to try to you know, uh, crush anyone that comes out with a natural solution. That's just good business,
2: right? And that's why, and and that's why they demonize things like marijuana that have been shown to stop the growth of tumors and bones and things like that. That's why they still push and demonize things like that. They're going to still push and demonize natural remedies. What was the um? What was the and it's slipping my mind right now, but what is the what is the little law that the EU wanted to pass in order to ban all the vitamins and minerals and stuff like that what was that What was that called again? I cannot remember off the top of my what head I'm there we go yeah, why don't you right. speak to that well, a little bit because that that really does well, piggyback onto what we're talking about is just you know getting the natural remedies as a, as opposed to the big pharma you know medical induced remedies
1: well there's so- things I have to keep track of mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the latest is but uh, you know that's still a very big danger um, you know it's pretty much law in the EU I mean Germany's already under the you know the crushing weight of this you know where they've made just vitamins so expensive
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and to get some concentrations you get a, you have to get a prescription and, of course, no white coat's going to write a prescription because then they'll lose their license. Mm-hmm. So you can see how it's all being worked out. Um, but what the last I know, Congress had made an end run against this cliche, uh Dietary and Health uh, Supplement Education Act. I think it was in 1992,
0: mm-hmm. one of the
1: biggest responses from the public ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Congress tried to pull this crap back then.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: public wrote in and said, no way, Jose, you're not taking away our supplements. Right. So they backed into a corner and realized, uh-oh, you know, we've the, the natives are getting restless. So they passed this to Shea Law, which actually protected vitamins. So now they've found some end run around it. It's through some treaty. I can't even remember the details. Because, you know, that's why, you know, all these land sharks, what I call lawyers, um, almost every single person in the District of Criminal is a lawyer. And that's what they do. They find loopholes. They find ways around things. You know, the fine print. That's what they're master's at. And so, you know, no even if we have something passed, and this happens all the time now, Where a law will sound good. Mm -hmm. You know, National Defense Authorization Act. Oh, great. Right. Oh, we're going to be protected now. Oh, I guess not, because now they can, you know, send a drone to my house. Right. Et cetera, et cetera.
2: Or the Patriot very patriotic to be able to spy on your own citizens. Right. Yeah, Yeah,
1: everything they do is the opposite of what they name it or claim it or pretend it is. Every one of these agencies... Um, is actually covering up our poisoning. You know, and it's a matter of time. What is it going to take for the American people to stand up? You know, what is it going to take? They are killing you. Yes. I don't know if you can hear me and understand it. They are killing you in so many ways. What are you doing? We have to start saying no. That's where we start, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and if even if it's something as simple as saying no to a vaccination, no to a no to a flu shot, at least you won't have to deal with that complication later on down the line. And it's one of those things that I know you probably saw this, but did you see the Pierce Morgan thing where Pierce Morgan is a he's a in case you don't know, he's a CNN yeah, anchor. I know who he is. Okay, he he was yeah. going to be the big tough guy show the american people how stupid we were by refusing these you know flu shots and not getting them and then he goes on and gets a flu shot and gets sicker than a dog on his show and so i'm sure that that had some effect on some people that like you said what is it going to take well for me when i started researching aspartame and i found out what that is it's I'm like, why would anybody ever put this in their body? Why would, you, why would you put out this thing that E. coli defecates into your body that had been rejected? Been rejected, what was it, like four or five times by the FDA before, they, before Rumsfeld got it approved? I can't even remember.
1: Right. Well, I will answer your question why they do it. Because they believe that the FDA protects them that the FDA would never allow a poison to be introduced into food. That's why they eat it. Mm -hmm. And that's why people have to come to the realization the government is not here to help you. Okay? Everything they're doing is corrupt. Um, As a matter of fact, I was amazed. Somebody sent me a YouTube video of the Inspector General for the Federal Reserve testifying in front of Congress <laughs> and she admitted that they lost nine point one trillion dollars. hmm They lost it. Okay? Now that that's uh you know, who's who can keep track of the debt the deficit, but that's a big chunk. Okay? And nothing happens to these people. You know, I'm just amazed every day at the more and more of the corruption and fraud the evidence that our government is totally on the take mm-hmm. and uh people just keep on paying their taxes and doing their jobs
2: well it's it's one of those things that you you see society either it's either going one of two ways and i'm sure you see this you know being as active as you are and i'm a pretty grassroots activist myself it's either you see people you see people cuddling up to the establishment and cuddling up to the lie, and then really getting delusional about what's going on with the economy and everything else, or you see people try to start waking up, and then like you said, getting informed, but not getting informed through television or propaganda per se, but they're getting real information. They're, you know, they're going and asking people, you know, going and asking their pharmacists, hey, before I take that vaccine, let me read the insert. Oh, this insert says it can kill me. No thanks. I, I think I'll walk. But I yeah. think that you're exactly right. We're starting to make strides, but it's 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 one of those things that you either have two second segments of society. One segment is just going to completely buy the lie, you know, just like population did. They're just going to keep believing the lie until until they can't believe that it's happening in their country. Or they're going to do what you and I are doing and saying. look, look at what they're doing to you guys. And and one of the things that I, I talk about a lot is fluoride in the drinking water. I mean because let's think about it like this, people. If they're that's something that you have to have to live, and they're knowingly putting a chemical in there. And they're knowingly putting a chemical in there that deliberately makes you dumber. And, and then in thousands and thousands of publications, I even publish them on my website so people can go and read it. And these are these are these are doctors. These are high I mean I know we've been talking kind of, you know, white coat doctors, you know, establishment doctors here at the first part, but these are research scientists. These are these are real guys that are looking out for the population and they're saying this stuff is terrible. Why do we even have it in the water? And then it turns out that, you know, it was 5 dentists that got it approved from the from the American Dental Association saying it was going to, you know, relieve us of our cavities. We got some Questions in here, um, and and I know that it's going to vary from state to state. But uh, some of the guys are asking. Um, uh, we covered this a little bit earlier, but um, kind of reversing. Um, what can they do in their state? And one of the as far as exempting their child from getting the shots. And one of the answers I got was um, that you could actually go and have your pastor sign off as a religious notice. Is that something that they can do in order to get out?
1: Well, I would be a little careful because schools are very threatened now. Mm -hmm. As I said, the federal funding shuts off if 90% of the children aren't getting vaccinated. So depending on how close they are to that 10% number of children not vaccinated, um, they can become somewhat rabid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do know of parents that have been threatened, like they end up having to go to court and all kinds of other garbage. I certainly wouldn't just have a pastor write you a note. I don't think that's going to be adequate, and I don't think you're going to find many pastors willing to write you a note anyways. Hmm. Even the Catholic Church has come down with a decision that not only is it okay to vaccinate, they think vaccines are good, but it's okay to give a vaccine with dead babies in it. They found out some excuse for that. Uh, So what I would do is, uh, you know, Do some research on the Internet. Check out vaccine exemptions for your state. Um, There is an attorney here in North Carolina. His name is Alan Phillips. He's got a website, Vaccine Rights, Mm -hmm. R-I-G-H-T-S dot com. And he does consultations for people to help them write up the exemption because you're much better off doing it right to begin with then end up having them say oh this is not acceptable and then you get sucked into a court situation
2: yeah and that can get that can get expensive in a hurry now um one of the um one of the questions that i had and why why is it now or just recently that that it that the medical profession is starting to put vaccinations on pregnant women like to get the flu shot or anything like that and then they say that they it, it's going to help I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought up until about, you know, two or three years ago, you weren't supposed to get any kind of vaccines or put anything foreign in your body if you were pregnant. You were just supposed to, you know, follow the regimen of of eating right and, you know, staying somewhat fit and active. And you want to speak to that a little bit?
1: Well, I saved all my notes, uh, books, and transcripts from medical school, and I was in medical school from 83 to 87. Uh, we were definitely taught that you never vaccinate a pregnant woman and you never vaccinate a child until they're at least six months of age. Now, how they reverse that, I have no idea. How they could possibly rewrite the books and make some explanation as to why that's a good thing. Because the fetus doesn't even have an immune system. Right, um, it's relying on the lung. Yeah, you're starting on the assault, you know, when the baby's just a fetus. So um, the only explanation I can give is to um, up the depopulation agenda and, uh, you know, increase the disease production. As a matter of fact, the H1N1 vaccine caused many miscarriages.
2: I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it because if if the overall goal is like you say, population growth or population control, then they're going to try to get this to anybody that they can and any method that they can. And I'm sure in the future they're going to have like a vaccine. Um, there's going to be like a vaccine lozenge or something that we're not even going to have to take shots anymore. That everybody's just going to get a, a quote unquote good little candy and it'll have all of our stuff in it. But um no when you said that um you said that when you were in medical school that they they said never to vaccinate any any pregnant women or never to vaccinate before six months now wasn't wasn't it true through your research that that the sudden infant death syndrome didn't even come about until they started giving these multiple rounds of vaccines to kids and you spoke about this before on, um, on, um, on the Adam vs. the Man podcast when I was on there with you about how n- nobody is allowed to have a vaccine-induced illness. There's no such thing as a vaccine-induced illness or they can't claim it to be a vaccine-induced death. Can you speak to that?
1: Um, sure. Well, first of all, in terms of uh, sudden infant death syndrome, um, the the most uh, well-known researcher on this topic is Vera Scheibner, a PhD from Australia, who had started to investigate what they call cot death
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in Australia, same thing as sudden infant death syndrome, and she found without question that the only obvious cause was vaccinations. Um, but there's been... Many other studies about that, but she has an excellent book: "Vaccinations, uh, Medical Assault Over a Hundred Years." It's got a very long title, but if people just put into a search engine "Vera Scheibner,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they could find that information. Um, but basically, yes, they know what they're doing. There's no, there's no confusion here. I have so many documents uh the who memos from 1972 where they actually publish the way that they're able in a three-step inoculation procedure uh, to surreptitiously cause at the end what they call a cytokine cytokine storm where where you drown on your own fluids. They've published these things. These things are out there and I have many of them. Uh, Like I said, including documents on the Special Virus Cancer Program. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: It's beyond just, you know, the vaccines are bad for you. They're they're corrupting our very genetic structure. Um, Infertility, that's one thing. I have another book published by NATO, uh, Immunological Adjuvants and Vaccines. They admit in there about all the experiments they did in Philippines and other countries where they gave women of childbearing age DPT vaccines that had the hormone... HCG um, within the vaccine that you make when you get pregnant. So women would make an antibody against that uh, uh, HCG, and then they would abort their own child when they became pregnant.
0: Uh. I
1: mean, just think about it. Why do you think we have all this in vitro fertilization now? Because women have been made infertile through vaccines. And this way they can pick who had a child. Unless you've got twenty five, thirty grand uh for an infertility clinic uh you know, treatment, you know, you're not gonna have a baby. That's where we're
2: going. So you, and so I guess you, you follow the bouncing ball of logic as well as I do, and you, you if you study history, you understand that people people that have always wanted either a one world government or they wanted um socialism, communism, anything of that they always wanted to have a a class system where there's going to be a class of people and it's determined on IQ or what have you that are going to be the the select ones and then they're going to have the unselected ones. Now the select ones will get to go to school, they'll get to like you said they'll get to freely reproduce. Everybody else gets put into the the numbering system or their numerical system and like you said you're going to have to either you're going to have to either go to the state to get to get qualified to become pregnant, or you're going to have to mortgage your house in order to do it. Is that kind of where you see this going also with these I, – I can't believe that it's getting to this point, but it's you have so many eugenics operations going on all over the United States and all over the world, but then if you look at the numbers – like most of these, most of the third world populations aren't even re- replacement rates. So we're not even going to replace the baby boomers that leave. So we're actually going to have a population bust. Um, do you, is that what you were trying to say? That they're that, that eventually they're going to try to get to where the state will say whether we can or cannot have children.
1: Well, yeah, that's where we're going. So I crazy. mean, it, <clears throat> that's obvious. If you can't get pregnant. Unless you go through a fertility treatment, then you know you got to adopt, and that's that's a problem and very expensive as well. But yeah, that's that's self evident. Um, but like I said, they, they admit in this NATO book that they've done these experiments, and we're talking uh 20 30 years ago, so we know it's been going on for some time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and they have their long-term strategic goal, and typically it's going to be you know, control of everything, control of what we watch, what we eat, what we do, obviously who we reproduce with. Uh, we do have a caller online, so I'm going to pull up this caller. I think they got a question for you. Caller, if you can just state your name and your question for Dr. Carly, and then let her run with it.
3: Hey, caller, Dr. you are on the air. Hey, Dr. Carly. My name is Allison Rue, and I have a question for you. Um, I'm going to kind of backtrack for just a minute Um, My question is um, I have two kids And we started homeschooling Actually this last school year Um, If they were Previously vaccinated um, And we've kind of We've actually kind of stopped that Or I've kind of put that on pause Um, If I stop Giving them vaccines at this point Is that going to affect them in any way Or can I kind of undo what has been Done already
1: Okay, what do you believe has been done already?
3: Well, I mean, I feel like, I feel like you know, you, especially as a new parent, you're kind of, I don't use the word conned into, but you think you do what is right. And of course, my oldest daughter attended public school, and that's what you had to do was give them vaccines. But I've come across, um, because we've been homeschooling, There's lots of families that don't vaccine, and that's their primary reason why they homeschool, because they don't want to be forced into doing that. And I feel like I have altered their immune system or um, just affected their body. And I don't know um, if there's a way to kind of undo that. Um, Okay, you're breaking
1: up, you're breaking up, you're breaking up, so it's hard for me to understand you. But the reason I asked you the question, what do you believe the vaccinations did, is because this question comes up a lot, is that somehow people are now learning vaccinations are very bad. You're injecting your your children with live viruses in addition to all kinds of other toxins. But somehow they convince themselves, but something good must have happened. And what they've been led to believe is that... Um, You know, antibodies were formed. Antibodies were formed, and now those antibodies are attacking their tissues and causing renal failure, insulin-dependent diabetes, arthritis, etc., etc. So my answer is that vaccines never did anything good. Vaccines are toxic poisons, and if you keep injecting them, eventually they will manifest a problem. So if I was you, I would never vaccinate them again.
3: Okay, well, that was my question because with my second daughter, actually, um, rather than doing, like, combo shots, we would just go get one and then two weeks later go back and get another. And I don't know if that helped in any way, but that's what I felt was right right at the time, and now I'm kind of regretting. I guess I can't regret, but all I can do is move forward. So As long as I can stop and it not have any effect on them, you know what I mean? It would be perfectly fine. to just-
1: Well, if you don't stop, it will definitely affect them. Okay. If you do, you know, they may be able to overcome it to a large degree with organic food and things of that nature. Um, but if you want to call me off the air and I can tell you how I do consults to teach you how to reverse the damage caused by the vaccines and the heavy metals. And most of these children have had antibiotics and then they have systemic yeast and the list goes on and on. So you have to, you, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. you have to do it on an individual level. You know, I have to take a detailed history and find out all the factors. You know, do you live next to a Superfund site? Do you have toxic mold in your house? All all these things must be considered. It's not just like you know, uh, a one question type thing. Okay. Well,
3: I will tell you. But I mean, but we do please. Have-
1: Please spread the word about my reversing website. Whether people get consults from me or not, you know, my goal, what I've dedicated my life to is to spread the word and stop this massive genocide and disease creation that's going on. Um, You know, the stories I hear every day, you just can't even imagine the suffering and heartbreak that's being caused on purpose. Um, by my corrupt profession, it is pure evil
3: oh i i totally agree with you, and um, my kid eat very clean and very well, and we don't administer any uh medicines in this home I you know I just by choice, but um, I feel like I need to go a step further, so um I will contact you um, off okay
1: my contact. But, yeah, my contact info is on my website. Okay, and thank you for calling. I love to uh, answer questions. All
0: right,
2: thanks thank for, you. Thanks, Allison. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a, a kind of a general theme for for everybody, Doctor Carly. Is that is that you know people that look back that that have vaccinated their kids are going to look and say, "Well, what can I do to reverse it?" And that's kind of where you step in, like you said, with the consultative approach and and get the full background and the full history and and then. Do you tailor your packages and say that, you know, let's let's start out with trying this, this, and this, and then see if everything gets better? Or is it just from varying degrees that you have um, all these different remedies or do you just take in all the factors and then basically a case-by-case basis figure out what's going to be the best suitable remedy for that child?
1: Well, I go to the heart of the problem, what caused the problem. So it's not even – it's not like even – a diagnosis autism, okay, although that diagnosis does help help me to know what part of the brain is damaged mm-hmm. um but basically it's a matter of taking a history of toxin exposure
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the The way that I talk about how to detox toxins is with a particular type of homeopathic remedies mm-hmm. um you do one detox at a time while at the same time you're taking natural things to repair the damage cool. and um uh, with serious cases it usually takes about a year. Um, but you know, you can stop detoxing whenever you've reached the point that you want to reach. Most people don't even know what it's like to feel healthy. You know, <laughs> they haven't felt healthy in years. Right. And it's amazing, you know, once they start getting some of the garbage out of them and they learn what not to do, you know, it's it's another whole life. You know, you're vibrating on a different level. And it's very dramatic.
0: And yeah. that's
1: why I what I do And that's why I will keep doing what I do No matter what these cycles Try to do for me Because this is why I became a doctor I wanted to help people And it's funny how it all worked out
0: mm-hmm. Because
1: all medical schools Did is teach me what they're doing To harm people I had to learn how to heal people on my own And it's been a 15 year You know process
2: now, do you also fight the the GMO battle? Do you do you educate? Obviously, you're going to educate people on vaccines, but do you educate them on having you know natural foods and instead of having you know GMO products and kind of teach people how to to read labels and stuff like that? Is that part of the part of the remedy? Just educating them on overall health in general.
1: Yes. Well, first of all, my show with Healing America, I cover every subject, as I always say. I will never run out of answers to that question,
0: unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Um, I started on public access in the late 90s, and I've been on internet radio, I think, about seven, eight years now. Um, But, yeah, when I do the consults for people, yes, um, uh, all the consults are written down and emailed so that there's lots of links to all kinds of learning things. Mm -hmm. You know, learn about aspartame, go here. Learn about fluoride, go there, because that's, as I said, that's that's what people must do, right. is, is you'll notice when you go to the doctor, um, if you have lung cancer, they may ask you if you smoked. Um, you know, there's a, a few things that they'll ask you about toxin exposure. Have you ever had a doctor ask you if you use pesticides or aspartame? Have they ever taken a vaccine history if you have an immunological problem? Never,
0: mm-hmm.
1: never. Because they're not taught that, and they also know subconsciously, I'm convinced, unless they're totally brain dead, that all the things that they're doing are causing harm. You know, even if you watch TV and you see some of these commercials, they crack me up. Right. You know, there's this drug you can take for um, psoriatic arthritis. Of course, one of the side effects is death (laughs) or cancer. Sign me up. You know, I'll take two. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Isn't it it amazing? And then people go, I saw a commercial. It had a beautiful woman as a mm -hmm. model. Of course, you know, they didn't hear what was being said in the background. And so they decide, yeah, I want to get some of this crap.
2: Be sure to ask your doctor in the white coat about this drug that is being pushed on them by Big Pharma.
1: Right, exactly.
2: I actually did a bit on that on my show last week. It's it, it is astonishing, and and not a lot of people know this, but when I when I tell this to people, they, they kind of a little bit of a light bulb goes on. And once again, I just want people to question. I just want people to think and just say, "Gee, I wonder why that's so." You know, kind of like the Federal Reserve system and stuff like that. It's like just get people to question, and then all you got to do is just start the top spinning, and then the top will spin out of control, and they'll go find the answers for themselves, much like what you said earlier. But why why is it that only America and New Zealand are the only two countries in the world that can direct market pharmaceuticals to the public? I have never understood that. Like, why is it just from the lobbyist perspective that they can just push so hard on Washington and say that we we need this airtime? And is it and is that why when all these mass shootings and stuff come out, nine times out of ten, probably ninety nine times out of a hundred. These people are on SSRIs, they're on serotonin reuptake inhibitors which on the insert say that they can cause suicidal tendencies, you know, manic behavior, all of this stuff, but they will never bring that up when it's when it's showtime, when it's, you know, on Fox News or whatever. They're never going to say that that the gunman was under psychiatric care and was on serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I don't know how much you know about those, but have you seen that kind of correlation and dodging from the mainstream media and is it all just a big, basically a big money grab from the people in Washington and the people that are running the networks?
1: Well, everything they do has multiple layers to it. At, at the you know most obvious level, yes, of course, these people were on these psych drugs. Let's get back to why were they on the psych drugs because they had brain damage from their vaccines.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: in the case of the Columbine shooters, I found out that uh, the two young men involved um, actually had gone through juvenile detention for some reason, and they were raped huh. when they were in juvenile detention. The parents have been trying to bring a focus to this all this time because it's no surprise they act out after they're raped. They're put in this place... Supposedly, for some kind of you know punishment, and mm-hmm. look what's allowed to be done to them there, and then next thing you know, they're both on psych drugs, probably so they'll keep their mouth shut, and you know next thing you know, they're homicidal um but yes, this is happening in many cases now at the the very darkest levels, what I realized a long time ago um one of the one of the intentions see if you check out the planks of the Communist Manifesto,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think there's 20, and we, we've already accomplished all of them.
0: Yes, one we have. The,
1: one of them is to destroy the family. Yep. What what better way to destroy the family than to get, especially the young males, um, to a point they're getting violent, they're getting in trouble with the law, you know, they're threatening their own uh, parents. You know, I've seen uh, shows where parents are saying how they have to lock their bedroom door because they're afraid of their teenage son, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. This is what's happening, and it's being done on purpose. Uh, And they're also getting, you know, children to call and report the parents. You know, if the parent does something the child doesn't like, they're going to make a call to Child Protective Services. Right. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. And it's all being done on purpose, and the courts are getting involved. I mean, I could talk for days, but one thing I will say. If somebody really wants to have a child and bring that child here into this living hell on earth, which I can say, never would I ever do that again, knowing what I know now. we got to fix some things first. Right. However, if you want to do that, uh, to prevent your child from becoming meat for the machine, you need to do a, ho- uh, a home birth. Mm -hmm. no social security number, um, no birth certificate, homeschool that child, keep that child off the grid. That's what I would do if I was you. That's just to start with. Um, And, you know, just basically don't put yourself in a situation where the court is going to decide whatever. Because, unfortunately, um, what I've realized over the years is that oftentimes if a divorce situation comes up, Um, One of the parents, even though both parents were probably not vaccinating, you know, or were Mm non-vaccinators, you know, when everything was fine. um, Once the divorce creeps up, next thing you know, one of the parents all of a sudden charges the other parent with risking the health of the child by not vaccinating. Wow. And when I first started doing this, it was almost all mothers who were, you know, basically facing fathers that were willing to sacrifice uh, their child to the vaccine god to to punish mom but now it's totally switched around now hmm. it's more often fathers and I don't know why that is but I think that's a very good thing because fathers are supposed to be the protectors of their children Right. and um, you know you must do that but that's just something people have to realize is that if this becomes a custody issue the vaccinator always wins
2: wow that's incredible so there are people that would actually that that were opposed to vaccinations before and probably have all the information that all the information that's out there readily available and in order to maintain custody of their child in order to hurt their significant other or not so significant other anymore they'll actually go and get their kid vaccinated just to maintain custody because the state will look at that as quote unquote good parenting am i hearing that right
1: well yes um w- one thing that comes up is uh child support mm-hmm. uh because the amount of child support you have to pay is uh, very substantial, and if you can't pay it, you know basically you end up in jail, sure. so usually the one one with custody is not the one paying child support, so that gets rid of that stress. but I actually had one client in Florida uh whose son had become uh, autistic with seizures due to vaccines. She um, put him through my protocol. He did fantastic on the protocol. And then, you know, she wasn't even married to the father, but the father found out that she had done this and um, basically started a custody proceeding and actually told her that um, I'm going to make you get this child vaccinated and then you can have him after he's you know once his brain is gone you can have him oh that that's what the father told her
2: oh my gosh yeah. that's horrible
1: well people get ugly you know during these kinds of situations and you know it, people will basically just to have revenge on on the other uh, spouse or parent whatever they will sacrifice their child it's it's really
2: that's got to tear your heart that's got to tear your heart out just watching something like that go down. That's just got to be brutal. Now, I hate it all. Oh my gosh, that's just so sick to me. I I almost get recover from that one. But um here, let's uh, switching gears just a little bit. It sounds like you're you're very well informed. Let's let's talk about um we can get back to vaccines in a second, but I would want to talk about um aspartame a little bit because that is one of the things that I try to speak out about a lot, I have a lot of Diet Coke drinkers in my family, my household, and a lot of Coke Zero drinkers that I see on the streets. Do you Can you speak to the effects of what aspartame does to a person's mental stability and, and now having leaks to like macular degeneration as well as type 2 diabetes?
1: Well, aspartame um, as well as MSG, they're both excitotoxins. Okay. And uh Dr. Russell Blaylock wrote a very good book about um excitotoxins. I don't agree with everything he says.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he when he talks about vaccines, he doesn't talk about demyelination and all the things that I talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, aspartame is kind of his baby. Right. And so he concentrates on on that a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh what I will say is that in my opinion, aspartame by itself does not cause autism for example but what what Aspartame does especially in the case of seizures is it decreases the the threshold of of excitability of your nerves so in other words you know you may have um a, a tendency towards having seizures due to vaccines usually mm-hmm. or head trauma can also cause it and you may not be having any seizures but then you may start drinking lots of, you know, diet sodas. And then next thing you know, you're having seizures. Now, of course, when you go to the neurologist, he's never going to ask you, mm-hmm. are you drinking aspartame?
0: <laughs> okay, nope. that's
1: never going to come up. <clears throat> the only thing he'll ever ask you is, do you have a of head trauma? No mm-hmm. no question about vaccines, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, you know, it's, it's usually by happenstance that people will, you know, hear from word of mouth or... You know, whatever you know, they'll 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 get interested and say, you know, they'll put two and two together. Oh, I never had seizures until I started drinking aspartame, and they'll check it out, and there it is. And then they'll ask themselves, how could this be? Right. We paid for an FDA to protect us, and that's when you go watch Sweet Misery,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was an, is an excellent documentary on how. This psychopath, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, my buddy. To get this poison into our food supply now, where I think the last time I heard, um, there's over 600 foods in grocery stores that have aspartame in it. They're now actually cause, calling it natural flavoring.
2: Yeah, because they can't call it aspartame because now the public is starting to become aware of all these different side effects and that it turns into wood alcohol and your body cannot break that down in large quantities and it becomes, uh, like you said, an excitotoxin.
1: Right. So they change the name and they find ways to hide it and there's no oversight on this and the FDA allows, allows them to get away with it. As a matter of fact, next time you're in the grocery store... You know, they always have the candy bars and the gums and such.
2: You can't um, find a pack of sugarless gum that doesn't have aspartame in it. You can't. I've tried it.
1: You can't find a pack of sugared gum that doesn't have aspartame in it.
2: But why they, would they put they, it in sugared gum? That wouldn't. That's... Well,
1: that's where the question gets very interesting. Exactly. Why would they put it in sugared gum unless they wanted to make sure that the chewers of sugared gum got a little poison too. Because, you see, the reason gum is so important, you know, um, beverages, you just drink them down. And and then they go through your system. Um, Sublingual um, introduction of anything into the system. As a matter of fact, I almost saw homeopathy is taken under the tongue. Uh, Sublingual is like a direct route to the brain. Right. So if you're chewing gum and that saliva is pulling under your tongue, it's being absorbed and going directly to your blood. Brain. It's like a direct route. So it couldn't be worse. Oh my god. So that that in my opinion is why they're putting it in sugared gum.
2: But isn't it also isn't that isn't that isn't aspartame something like five or six times more addictive than any kind of sweetener that they've found that that it's, it's like highly, highly addictive. I mean, sugar is addictive in and itself because it's, you know, obviously it's it's a poison, it's an outside substance we put in our body, but isn't aspartame like four or five times more addictive and wouldn't that make sense that if you want somebody to ingest your product that you would want to make it as addictive as possible?
1: Right, and they've got a new one now. Um, the name is slipping me, but they've got a new one I think it's neotame. Yeah, neotame, which is even more toxic than aspartame. Um, Yeah, and that's why they're doing it. It's the same with MSG. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dr. Blalock has in his book, um, there's one chapter that has like lists of other names for these substances Mm
0: -hmm. so they can
1: hide them in plain sight. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's definitely another thing with MSG as well. All of these processed foods, you know, people that, you know, are overweight, a lot of times they're rushing around, they're, you know, just buying fast food or sure. having things out of a, you know, 7 seven eleven, get mm-hmm. a bag of chips, whatever. Um, but, you know, there's a reason they say you can't eat just one, because it's designed that way. Of course. To where you keep on eating and eating and eating, the, you know, the uh, satiety you know, the sense sense that you're full.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Never happens.
2: Is it is it because is it because the drug tricks the brain into thinking that you still need it or crave it or um is it in the actual filling effect that never occurs?
1: No, there's definitely an addictive aspect to it and uh when people are hooked on these um food additives that has to be detoxed as well. You can detox them also.
2: Yeah, that's that's something that everybody – I think that that's something that everybody needs to look into, even even if you're just looking at overall health. That's something that my wife and I avoid. We try to avoid it like the plague, but it's very hard to go to a grocery store and find something that doesn't have quote-unquote natural flavors in it. And for those of you that don't know out there, the FDA has never given a definition for what is considered a quote-unquote natural flavor. So that's why when Dr. Carley said that they can put it, aspartame as as a natural as a natural flavor, that's that's how they circumvent it, and that's how Pepsi is now circumventing their new toxin that I'm pretty sure is going to be probably neotame. That they're saying that they have a secret ingredient that they're not going to put on their label.
1: Right. Yeah. and When they do things like this, they call it proprietary information. Like in other words, if if people knew what was in there they could, you know, mimic the product and steal it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's such a a ridiculous, disgusting loophole that they should be allowed to do that. We have a right to know what we're putting in our body. And I want to point out, because it gets back to the fluoride issue again, it's not just the aspartame. Mm -mm. One thing people have no idea is how toxic aluminum is. Now, if you have aluminum cans, and you have fluoridated water in the aluminum can.
2: Then you have your recipe for Alzheimer's, correct?
1: Right. Well, not only that, but the fluoridated water actually leaches the the aluminum out of the can.
2: Oh, you so, got to be kidding me! Oh, my I'm God. not
1: kidding you. It's a perfect it's a perfect setup. So you've got your aluminum, you've got your fluoride, you've got your aspartame. What a
0: delicious soup!
2: What a delicious mind melting soup to make us all a bunch of little drones. It's and people when when you hear me on air kind of gasp and freak out, I didn't know that. And I, I'm pretty well educated on fluoride. I know what fluoride does in my body. I filter my water here, but I don't filter it out when I go to you know, go to the gym or something and, and grab some water out of the water there's some fluoride for me. And it's not that these these toxins are, are terribly, terribly bad and by themselves if it was a small dose. But like Dr. Carly said, now we get the whole cocktail of everything, and then you put that on top of the BPA and everything else. I don't know. Have you have you seen the studies of what BPA and estrogen mimickers do to people as far as, you know, making – and that's they think that that's why these children are going into puberty at like age four and five and stuff like that. Have you seen those studies?
1: Yes, and let me say pesticide is another estrogen mimicker, but you see this is yet another example of how these corrupt agencies refuse to um, protect us. You know, there's been some controversy over BPA uh, that even made it to the mainstream news, and what does the EPA decide? They're not going to label EPA or BPA as a problem. Um, You know, they're not going to force people to put it on the label or... Take it out of uh, plastics, whatever. They're not going to do it because obviously somebody put some cash in their funds or whatever.
2: Well, it's like we talked about earlier. They they tie everything on to these big overreaching grants, and you have to have these little spaces that you need to fill. And like like I said earlier, I was reading uh, Agenda 21, and I was trying to figure out how they were going to finance this whole, you know, this whole global initiative and then when i got into about the i guess it was about the 20th page i start reading about how the imf and the and the world bank will make special exceptions for countries in poverty stricken areas and if you could see me right there i'm doing the air quotes so in essence they're going to go on and buy off these governments and force these governments and regimes to make these changes that they want and it's it's that same kind of model but yet on a smaller scale. Is that what you're you're saying? Is that it's it's all handouts and buy offs and you know, pats on the back kind of deal?
1: No, it's actually worse than that. It's it's actually um the corrupt government leaders of these countries that are actually exchanging the lives of their people by agreeing to um Take on certain vaccination contracts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the like IMF over,
2: like over in India, where they vaccinated those thirty-five thousand kids, and they all got polio, but then they said it wasn't polio, kind of like that.
1: Right, and there's been a recent case also in Africa, mm-hmm. um, in a country called Chad, with some um, native peoples there. I think they vaccinated a hundred and fifty of them with this uh, meningitis vaccine. Uh, half of them started having seizures and were paralyzed um, and they're trying to cover it up. It's it's really, really ugly what's going on. But obviously, you know, the government had agreed to allow these children to be used as lab rats for these vaccines. And, you know, they got paid off in whatever way they got paid off. I mean, that's how it works. <laughs>
2: it's, it's really, really, and like you said, it's and we don't mean to be to be dark here everyone we're not trying to be pessimistic we're just being real this is real things that happen on a daily basis there are people getting murdered all over the world through through vaccines through through everything else that we've talked about today in the show Dr. Carly, we got about 13 minutes left. What do you want to cover before you before you leave today? And um what are some good takeaways from everybody? We're going to plug your website and everything and I'll make a link to it on my site and on my Facebook page. But what are your big Thank takeaways you. from people that that are listening today that that want to just start questioning the narrative why. They just want to ask why. What would be a, a, good, a good place for them to start? And also, what would you like to, to leave the listeners with your final thoughts?
1: Okay, the first thing um, I would like to say is that it is not my intention to scare people. Um, it's very difficult when you do what I do. Um, my religion is the truth. That's all I care about is the truth. And if I ever find that I'm wrong about something, I will admit it Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: I want to know if I'm wrong. And that's why I just want to know. uh, let people know. I don't say anything unless I can prove it. So, unfortunately, I'm left with a dilemma where the truth is so ugly that most people can't even conceive it, okay? Mm -hmm. However, there is a monster under the bed, people. I have... One of my favorite cartoons of all times is a Gary Larson cartoon. And mom is t- tucking, you know, Johnny Boy into bed. And she's telling him, don't worry, there's no such thing as monsters. But you can see the monster peeking out from under the bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And that's the, that's the situation we're in, people. We are controlled by psychopaths, bloodline, evil, people without a conscience. That's what is, it is so obvious, everything happening is being done on purpose. So what are we going to do about it? Um, and I don't claim to have all the answers. What I would do first is find a way to get healthy. Because um, another thing that's going to happen when, you know, the crap does hit the fan, which we know is coming, um, people aren't going to be able to get their prescriptions. Mm-hmm. You're going to be going off your medications cold turkey. And let me tell you, that's not a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so the bottom line is, what I like to tell people is, um, just face reality, We're they're killing us off, 90% of the population of the world is the goal, check it out for yourself. Uh, actually, there's a really good document, um, Agenda 21 for Dummies, okay. uh, because then you don't have to, you know, because that's a giant document. But anyway, so face reality, um, learn what you need to learn, protect your children, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to get them out of the schools if you can. Definitely, I would homeschool, and and learn how to say no, and learn up to to stand up to these totally corrupt authority figures. Okay, their only protection is the corrupt government. You know, everybody's got immunity. You'd be amazed. No, oh, yeah. Judges are, judges are immune, even if corrupt militias are incompetent. Medical boards can't be sued because. You know, they acted in good faith. I mean, everybody that does all these bad things, they're immune. So just face that. You have no protection. And so you have to start saying no. No, I'm not going to get my pet vaccinated. No, I'm not going to get my child vaccinated. No, I'm not going to do, you know, whatever. Start small and Mm -hmm. then work your way up. And in the meantime, try to educate as many people as, as you can. In my opinion... If we could just wake up some of these military and police, uh, we may end up having friends
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of you know uh, killers uh, when the time comes.
2: And I think it's really it's 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 really profound what you what you say because it's exactly what I think everybody goes through when you. And I hated I've always hated the term wake up, but it's just like when you remove the blinders, you know. The first thing, and I say this a lot on my show, the first thing that that woke me up to there being a a larger plan, I guess was um was noticing chemtrails. My friend brought it up to me one day, so I noticed chemtrails and then I wanted to start learning more, and then I learned about aspartame, and then the way that I got pretty pretty fluent on aspartame was. I had a, a guy in the office with me. He was like the office know-it-all, and um, he was telling me that it was fine. They've you know shown that there's been no adverse side effects from it, blah, blah, blah. So that drove me to research that. And then you get driven to research other things. Like Dr. Carly said, as soon as you can get through your skull, that the people that are in control, and we're not talking about, like I say on the show every time, we're not talking about Barack Obama, we're not talking about the empty suits in Washington, When you get to the real controllers, the people that have mapped this stuff out for years, they've been mapping this stuff out. You know, They've been saying that the population needs to be reduced since almost just after the Middle Ages. I mean that is something that has been the talking point of elitists since almost the dawn of time. There's too many people. We can't support all these people. And what Dr. Carly is saying is 100% spot on when she's saying that there is an agenda – And I know that it's really – and once again, we're not trying to scare you. We're just being real with you. There is an agenda. They even wrote it down on paper, some of it. They wrote down Agenda 21. You can look at the Georgia Guidestones. That's another one that's really kind of – I guess it's down the conspiracy realm, but it lines up with a bunch of what is said in Agenda 21. That There are people out there that want to reduce world population – and they want to consolidate wealth and power and then they just want to have the world to themselves they want that last ten percent to be able to live off all the spoils that we've made throughout our entire lives and all the advancements that humans have made and i think dr carley is right this stuff could hit the fan pretty soon now what you're seeing over in europe with the financial stuff when you're seeing all this you know they're they're shutting off the bank accounts and you're going to start seeing even more and more riots out in you know portugal spain places where they're having a lot of financial challenges. But I think she makes a a great statement at the end is we got to start small, but little steps turn into big steps and they turn into big movements overall. So if we start small getting our health right, getting, you know, getting armed with the truth, understanding the vaccines are are dangerous. They're just dangerous they are. I mean, all you have to do is read an insert and the first time you read an insert, you you'll just go, I am never putting this into my body. There's no way. So I got, a, I got a chance that I'm going to get a brain bleed? No, I, I, I'm, I'm done. I, I think I'll just get a cold. You know, I think I'll get the flu, whatever. At least I know I'm not going to die from that. Oh, just real quick, can you address the hoax that they always try to run with the flu about how it kills 35,000 people every year and it's always skewed numbers because it's always people that are either – you know, really, really young or really, really old that are already either have like HIV or something like that. Can you speak to those inflated numbers that they always like to parade out in front of us?
1: Well, they're just totally concocted. they are pulled out of thin air.
2: Mm-hmm. They,
1: they can say anything they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it makes no difference. You can't believe anything they say because they don't tell the truth about the incidence of vaccine reactions. So how can you believe... What they say about the incidence of the infections to begin with, not to mention, you know, almost everybody that I speak to that's got the flu vaccine ends up with the flu. Right. So where's the flu coming from? It's coming from the flu. But I also just wanted to mention before we run out of time Mm -hmm. is that um, when you use that word conspiracy, see that conspiracy theory label that was invented. So that people would just say, "Oh, that's one of those conspiracy theorists." No, it's a
2: throwaway line. You're exactly right. right.
1: They're conspiracy realities, as I said. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything unless I can prove it, mm-hmm. and that's why nobody sues me because I can prove everything I say. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to start doing is accumulating uh, materials for yourself.
0: <clears throat>
1: a very good document on my reversing vaccine-induced diseases. dot com site under the vaccine-induced disease tab. is called Physician's Warranty of Vaccine Safety. It's four pages. Um, I don't even know who wrote it, but it's fantastic. You bring it to the vaccinator and you say, okay, you want me to vaccinate my child? I will do so as long as you sign the form. They will never sign the form because they're guaranteeing there will be no adverse reaction. They're stating they know every ingredient that's in the vaccine and every side effect of the ingredient, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that's that's a good place for parents to, you know, put the kibosh in immediately if they've already, you know, gotten sucked into a situation um, for whatever reason, like I was talking about the custody or whatever.
0: Right.
1: Um, that's a good place to start because they will never sign the document So then basically you're left in a quandary. Well, I said I'd get the child vaccinated. They won't sign the document. Right. You see, so that helps. I've never had anybody call and tell me that, oh, yeah, they signed it. They won't.
2: (laughs) Probably not. And um, last but not least, why is is there no clinical definition for a vaccine-induced disease?
1: Well, actually...
2: I mean, not a clinical definition, but there's never been... You said before that there's never been anybody that has been diagnosed from a clinical or a vaccine-induced illness or a vaccine-induced disease. Why is that?
1: Well, actually, there is a term called vaccinosis. Oh, okay. uh, Which is a disease from a vaccine, but that's a term used by homeopaths. That would never be used by white coats. Well... Basically, I have a CDC document where they they talk about um, vaccine-related illnesses, disabilities, conditions where deaths occur. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to get a list of those conditions from the CDC, and it's been about 10 years, and there's been no response.
2: <laughs> but they actually put it on their website now. Um, when you go and it's the – and my wife and I, just for funsies, the other night, we went and Googled um, the CDC. It's like – and they have their truth about vaccines, and it's like our vax—I've heard that vaccines aren't safe, and it's like not true at all. But then on their own site, they're such hypocrites that they say that it can cause uh, brain bleeds, death, um, shortness of breath, vomiting, nausea, guillain beret, i mean, you name it—it's just a laundry list of symptoms. But if Cancer. you, oh yeah, Cancer. absolutely.
0: Let me just say-
1: no vaccine has ever been tested to see if it causes cancer, including the HPV vaccine, because they know that it causes cancer. Go ahead.
2: Oh, my gosh. that's a, Well, I mean, if you think about it, if they're giving you the vaccination, if they're giving you the HPV virus, if they're giving you the live virus like they did with the live polio vaccine they give those kids in India, and then they're like, oh, well, the kids didn't. The kids aren't paralyzed from polio. They just got paralyzed.
1: Yeah, actually, in the condition in Chad... Um, investigative researcher from the UK Christina England and myself Are working with this group And Chad that's investigating this They went so far as to say The children who were paralyzed Were imagining it <laughs> can, can you believe such a stupid How how do you get a five year old To pretend they're paralyzed
2: you know, Oh this, my gosh
1: Yeah this is the length To which they will go And these um you know, package inserts that you're talking about—they will admit to some of these conditions, mm-hmm. but they pretend they're so rare. Oh, oh one yeah. in a thousand. Yeah. Well, the reason they're rare—they're rare because they don't—they don't admit it when it's actually caused by the vaccine. Okay, I
0: hear we're almost out of time. Yeah,
2: Thank that's so and much. also, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Carly. And quickly before we go, we can we can run over just a second. But give everybody your website again and uh, a good place to get a hold of you if they want to uh, learn more about how to detoxify themselves from their vaccines.
1: Okay, the the website that's easiest to manipulate is uh, reversingvaccineinducedinduceddiseases.com. Um, my phone number is 828 294 I have a toll-free 888-321-6751 which works from the U.S., Canada, and the Caribbean. I take calls every day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. If I don't pick up, leave a message. I'm probably on the radio. I'll get back to you.
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Carly. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And also, can you come back on once you get get all that stuff and Chad squared away? I'd love to hear how that all comes out.
1: Once I get what stuff squared away, the, the, okay. Uh, the
2: yeah, what okay, you, what yeah. Once you guys have got that figured out, I'd love to hear about what the results of that investigation are. That'd be fantastic.
1: Okie doke. Thank you for the invite and thank you for having me on your show.
2: Thanks for the time, Dr. Carly. Well, okay, everybody.